Welcome back to the Daily Report brought to you by the COVID-19 Literature Surveillance Team. We are your hosts, Will Smith and Jasmine Robb, bringing you the highlights from our newest report. The Report for November 10th, 2020. Transmission and Prevention. Pediatricians published best practices for breastfeeding mothers who were positive for or were exposed to COVID-19 in JAMA Pediatrics. These authors expressed that while the literature is uncertain on the risk of COVID-19 transmission through breast milk, this route of transmission seems unlikely, and protective antibodies are likely to be the only SARS-CoV-2 related material to be transmitted. They believe that their proposed practices for breastfeeding, while infected with COVID-19, will be safe, although they note that suggestions may change over time. Management Is there an association between early treatment with tocuzumab and mortality among critically ill patients with COVID-19? Investigators on the Stop COVID study, or the study of the treatment and outcomes in critically ill patients with COVID-19, retrospectively analyzed data of 3,924 COVID-19 patients from 68 U.S. hospitals admitted to the ICU. They compared estimated 30-day mortality rates of patients that received tocuzumab, an IL-6 inhibitor in the first two days of ICU admission versus those who did not. The researchers performed inverse probability weighting to ensure that baseline and severity of illness factors were balanced between the study groups. The result revealed an estimated 30-day mortality of 27.5% in patients treated with tocuzumab compared to 37.1% in patients without, suggesting that the drugs benefit in treatment of critically ill COVID-19 patients. Investigators affiliated with Yale School of Medicine performed a systematic review of 86 studies worldwide consisting of 2,560 patients on dermatologic manifestations in COVID-19 patients. They found an association with chilblains, perinoid-like lesions at 51.5%, erythematous maculopapular rashes at 13.3%, and other viloxanthems at 7.7%. Average time of skin lesion onset was 7.9 days after upper respiratory infection symptoms in adults and 1.5 days in children. These findings suggest that the dermatologic manifestations may be another way to identify COVID-19 and better manage the spread of disease. R&D, Diagnosis and Treatments At what times during infection is SARS-CoV-2 detectable and then again no longer detectable using RT-PCR-based tests? A systematic review of 32 longitudinal studies examined the accuracy, temporal sensitivity, and optimal sampling sites and strategies for SARS-CoV-2. The authors reported on a total of 1,023 COVID-19 RT-PCR confirmed participants and 1,619 test results for 11 different sampling sites at various times during their infection. They found that the highest rate of virus detection was within four days of symptom onset at 89%, which fell to 54% between 10 to 14 days. The authors discussed the limited accuracy of RT-PCR, how early testing may minimize false negative results, and how lower respiratory tract and or fecal testing may be preferred over nasopharyngeal sampling when testing patients who are more than a few days post-symptom onset. There is a clinical impact of monocyte distribution with a neutrophil to lymphocyte ratio that distinguishes COVID-19 and influenza from other respiratory tract infections, according to a cohort study conducted at Taipei Medical University Hospital in Taiwan. 
They analyzed potential biomarkers of SARS-CoV-2 infection in 174 patients, 9 with nasal swab RT-PCR confirmed COVID-19, 24 with influenza confirmed via rapid test, and 141 determined to have common upper respiratory infections. The authors found that the monocyte distribution width greater than or equal to 20 and neutrophil to lymphocyte ratio greater than 3.2 could independently distinguish COVID-19 from common upper respiratory tract infections. Further, combining these two markers shows promise for efficient identification of both COVID-19 and influenza infections. For clinicians uncertain about diagnosing COVID-19 or for those doubting a test result, the monocyte distribution width and neutrophil to lymphocyte ratio may become a useful tool in identifying patients with COVID-19. A multidisciplinary group of drug development experts from the UK, USA, Switzerland, and Italy reviewed literature on the effects of antiviral protein binding on in vivo drug activity by assessing data from antiretroviral drug development and reached a consensus. They found that unbound plasma concentrations could not be compared to in vitro activity, and researchers must instead compare in vivo and in vitro free drug concentrations. They cited recent studies investigating remdesivir and lopinavir as possible agents against SARS-CoV-2, which do not account for protein binding. They argue that the correct interpretation of protein binding data is critical for identification of the most promising drug candidates. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay informed with us. Read less, do more. With, with COVID-19, LST.org. LST.